Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which teaches you how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Linda Krauss Barnett. She's the author of Reboot Your Life, as well as a coaching program with the same name. Linda, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. So I was just commenting, Linda, that it's so important to have a great first impression. It sounds so simple, but I mentioned to you, for those of you who go to Linda's website, lindacrowsbarnett.com, she has a photo of her on her website. It's just a very vibrant, professional, and classy picture of her where she looks confident, looks inspired, and inspiring. But all I'm saying is we all make impressions based on the copy, the font, the story, the photo. So in your case, it, it really does convey that you seem like a very genuine person because I don't know you, but it's a good thing that hopefully listeners can learn from you because it's super important that first impressions do make a big difference. So good, good job on, on whoever took that photo, Linda. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, it's a photo of gratitude for kind of the journey of uh, being able to reboot my life and find myself um, in a different destination than where I started off. Nice. So let's talk about that because reboot clearly means before you rebooted something perhaps wasn't so good. So talk about some of the challenges you might have went through and why you decided to write this book and who you want to write it for. So um, what the challenges I was faced with upon deciding to kind of pen my story was that I was not atypical to working moms that I've spoken to since where I was in a position of devoting everything, time, energy, essence, soul, dreams to those I loved and leaving not much for myself. And when I looked in the mirror, what I was looking at was a stranger, someone I had disconnected to, someone I had forgotten to give honor to, and I no longer knew who I was. So there's so often where mothers find a loss of identity and, and experience an identity crisis of sorts when they become mothers, especially when they're working mothers, because they, there just isn't anything left for themselves or they tell themselves that as I told myself. And sometimes it's more the stories we tell ourselves than the actual reality that we're living. Great, and so when did you write this book? Who, who is it geared toward? Uh, I wrote this book for overwhelmed working mothers like myself who maybe felt like they thought there was more to life, that there was more to themselves than what they were waking up to every day and who wanted to go on a journey to discover that they could be more than just moms. And although we love being mothers and we love our children more than anything, that part of who we are as individuals is wanting to show up and playful out as well and that we can have it all. We can be both. Nice. And what are some things that you feel that you can share with your readers? And, and first of all, when, when you say you're just a mom, I, mean, I whatever I am or whatever I will be was, is because of my mother. And I was quite ignorant myself in my 20s. I'm like, yeah, what do mothers do? And again, I was just being stupid, dismissive and ignorant. But I know that mothers do everything, as do fathers. But that literally is the most important job in the world. So just first, thank you for being a great mother. And for all of our listeners out there, please don't be like me, where I really never appreciated my mother until I was much older in life. But again, what are some suggestions, tips, strategies you would share for mothers out there that might have been dealing with similar challenges you have and some things that you learned to, to build, rebuild your life? Absolutely. Well, two very um, important pillars of what I teach are that you really have to give from a full cup and that in the name of love, we sometimes sacrifice so much and we feel like that's the, the role of motherhood is that we give and we give and we don't receive. And I challenge that 
because I believe that as mothers, it is just as important to receive than to give. And that the more we create these up-leveled versions of ourselves, then the more we're teaching our children by example. So instead of just saying that they're valuable, we're teaching them how to value themselves through an example of how we live our lives. And by showing up for ourselves and honoring our talents and our gifts and our passions, we're showing them what is necessary for them to live life at the highest level possible for themselves. That's great. So let's say there's a working mom right now, super stressed out, super just feeling dejected. What are some first steps you would share for this woman who's listening to this podcast right now? For me, it was a really being mindful of the dialogue that I was having with myself and an awareness of my weak points. And just like anything else, you kind of do an audit, you know? So if your business is not doing well and you, you have someone come in and take inventory, they're going to do an audit and they're going to see where your weak spots are. And they're going to say, these are some of the holes where we see could be patched up and, and help you build your business more in a more solid foundation. And, and it's no different in our identity you take an audit of where you're not happy and where your joy is kind of seeping through and you ask yourself, what can I do to be more present, more involved in my own happiness? Um, we, we like to think that our spouses and our children take it away from us, but really we're relinquishing the power. And as moms, the inner dialogue can sometimes be so harsh, but if you speak to yourself the way you would speak to your child or to a best friend, you find that you develop a relationship with yourself that allows you to be more conscious and mindful. Um, it's not always easy because we are juggling so many roles, but it's an important job because again, the better you are for yourself, then the more you're teaching your children what's possible. And we teach by example, they, they learn by what they see, not by what we say. And that's very profound by you saying that, Linda. And specifically when you talked about how as you're telling them, oh, great job, or this or that, in terms of encouraging, affirming words, and are you saying that to yourself? And ultimately, that's a really good checklist for yourself, really. What are you saying to yourself? What are some limitations, limiting beliefs you have? And so for you, what was that turning point? Was it like a dramatic thing? Was it a gradual thing? Was it a book you read? Was it your husband or your boyfriend? Like, what, what, I want to really let our listeners know that wherever they're going through, perhaps they can glean some insights from where you finally made that, 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 uh, that, that difference in your life. Yep. For me, it was about a decade of running on autopilot um, and the awareness, the epiphany moment, and I call it the painful pivot, but the painful pivot for me was um, a night in my backyard with my husband having a perpetual fight. And what I mean by that is our fights were not each individual and unique. They basically followed the same template of why don't you see me? Why don't you love me? Why am I not enough? And me expecting that he would have all the answers to fill in the blanks. And what I realized on a specific day in my backyard is I actually heard myself begging for love. And I could hear the words coming out of my mouth. It was almost as if I was a third person invited to the party. And what I heard in my voice was so much despair, desperation. And I thought to myself, how is it possible to ask someone to love you more than you're able to love yourself? And that was the moment where I realized that I needed to go back to the drawing board and I needed to create a new blueprint because I didn't want my children to see desperation. I wanted them to see abundance and fulfillment. And so I had to rewrite the script and I had to take the driver's seat and it became, uh, a way for me to take the blame off of the people I was placing it on and put it on myself and take full responsibility for my happiness and to go on a 
of discovering myself anew and realizing that I have the potential to cut off my limiting beliefs and open up to the world of possibilities. And I can do that while being a great mother to my children. And when I realized I could do both, it opened up a whole new world of possibility for me. Now, that's such a great example to share, Linda. And now, how come you decided to help other people now? Because again, it's one thing to help yourself and your own family. That in and of enough is frankly the core foundation and success of everyone. But how come you decided to just really reach out and hopefully help other people with those challenges? Exactly. And as I wrote the book, I think uh, initially the book was a process of really integrating the lessons and, and, and documenting my journey. And so I wrote it as, as almost a legacy that I wanted to leave for my children of the journey that I had just undertaken. But what I realized, um, not only in writing the book, but once the book was published, is I began to communicate with women who were reading my book women who were inviting me onto podcast, I just grew my community and I realized that almost anyone who's a mother, whether they're a working mother or a stay-at-home mom, just that, that common denominator that we all had was the sense of challenge, the sense of difficulty in how could we do everything and how can we have it all? Is it possible to be the best mother we can be while at the same time being the best versions of ourselves, professionally, romantically, socially. And I began to speak out and I began to see that other women were looking for the same answers to the same questions. And they were really asking me, what direction could I take? What did you do? What were the systems and tools that you used? Um, and my book became a tool and I, I, I wanted that message to help as many women as possible. Because if I can help people shorten their timeline from despair to dreaming and from, you know, confusion to clarity, then that was why I was put on this earth. And I was determined to help as many women as possible. And that's awesome. And as a side effect, your husband and both your kids will see you through your journey. And that's one of the beautiful things of living your own truth. So Linda, thank you so much for being on our podcast. How can our guests stay in touch with you and, and read your book? Yes. So as you stated, um, one great place to start is my website, which is lindacrausebarnett.com. And my book is available on almost all platforms. It's available through Barnes and Noble. It's available through Amazon. The Kindle and the Nook versions are available. And the book can also be purchased through my website. So um, anywhere, anywhere you, you go, you have access to me. Awesome. Linda, thank you again for your time. Have a great day. Thank you so much. You as well. Thank you for listening to the Gifters Podcast. If you want to learn how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com to learn more.